Welcome to What's Your Jersey Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Mar Fuji, and hey, what's up, meatballs? Thanks for tuning in this week. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited you're here. I hope you're having a wonderful week so far. And yeah, I'm going to keep this open short and sweet because this is a long podcast, but I didn't want to cut it in half because I'm obsessed with my guest. I cry at one point. I think he got teared up at one point. I've never laughed harder before on What's Your Jersey. We talk so many things, and he is such a delight, and I know you're going to love him. It's, it's, it's just the best. Uh, but before we get to that, I just want to say grazie. Thank you for those of you that don't know Italian. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you for still supporting the podcast. I can't do it without you guys. I, I love doing this and it means a lot when I hear from you or when I see you at shows and yeah, so just keep reaching out. I, I want to know what's going on in your lives and please, please, please rate, review and subscribe so you can you know, stay up to date on episodes every week and share with your friends because I find that's the best way to hear about podcasts that are cool. I love sharing with your friends. You know what I'm going to share? Granted, it's a podcast that everyone could find on their own and probably knows about. Um, It's Oprah's Super Soul Conversations. I've talked about her podcast before on here, but I listened to an episode that I think, actually two episodes uh, this week that really either were eye-opening to stuff that, you know, it's common sense stuff that we all know but should be reminded of. Um, One of them was the best life-saving lessons episode. Uh, That one was from July 30th. And the one before that was the best relationship advice episode. I recommend listening to them both right after you listen to this episode of What's Your Jersey podcast. Um, The life-saving lessons episode, uh, Abby Stern actually recommended to me because she had a really scary um, writer, Abby Stern. She's been on the podcast twice before. Uh, She had a scary Uber experience this past week where she basically had to jump out. He like ended her ride halfway during her ride and was just driving around, asked to like stop somewhere. And she just listened to her gut. And she was like, this is not right. And he ended up going inside either a convenience store or a gas station and coming right back out. He said he had to go to the bathroom. Not the case. And um, because she said she listened to this Best Life-Saving Lessons advice podcast from Oprah, she listened to her gut and she was like, nope, going to jump out, going to get a new Uber. So I definitely recommend anyone sending it to your girlfriends, your mom, your best friend, your daughters, whoever, because there's just a lot of really good advice and also sound bites and clips from people who have been victims of rape or attacks. And I just, it's just really good to be aware. And it's, it's made me definitely like look over my shoulder when I'm walking alone in a parking garage and, you know, walking down the street at night, maybe think twice about that. Just certain things. She even talks about jogging with headphones in your ears, which is something we all know we're not supposed to do as women late at night, but like sometimes you just got to work out and you do it. And you know, just don't do it. Um, so yeah, listen to it. And then the best relationship advice one was really good too. So 
there it is. I just shared with my friends, my meatballs, my recommendations for podcasts this week. Um, so yeah, there's that. Uh, before we get to my fabulous, funny comedian guest, Teddy Margus, I just want to let you know about some comedy dates coming up because I freaking love seeing you all at shows and getting to say hi. And I have some awesome shows coming up that the lineups are sick and they're really fun. Um, so yeah, uh, if you're in Los Angeles on August 28th, I will be at the Dojo of Comedy on the Eskimo Sisters show. I've um, had the host of that, Carlyle Forrester, on recently, a few episodes back, so you can listen to her. So you should come. I think it's at 8 o'clock at the dojo, but I'll be posting that on social media. Then on September 13th, I'm at the Ha Ha Comedy Club. Uh, it's going to be a great show. It's an 8 p.m. show. I've been on this particular show before, and it's always packed. It's really fun. So definitely... I try to get your tickets in advance. I also have a guest list. So if you DM me on in- Instagram or email me on what's your jersey podcast at gmail.com, I can put you on the guest list so you could get their tickets for free. Uh, then meatballs that are in New York City, I will be on. It's an epic show at Gotham Comedy Club. It's on September 19th. Oh my God, wait, I'm skipping. Uh, I have a show in Vegas, actually, with Natasha Pearl Hansen, Ariel, Ariel Kashanchi, uh, Rachel O'Brien, and Courtney Schurman. That is going to be on September 16th. That I will be posting all the details for that because I'm not sure even of the comedy club and the hotel's name. But that's going to be a killer show. So if you're in Vegas, September 16th, I think we're hosting a pool party the day before in Vegas. So you guys should come to that. But I'll be posting details for that on social media then after that September 19th in New York City at Gotham Comedy Club I will be hosting an amazing show for Mike Marino it's going to be great 8pm I have a guest list so again DM me and hit me up for tickets and then New Jersey I'm coming for you I will be at Tiffany's um, it's in Morris Plains actually so some of you that are in Morris Plains area. I definitely want you to come out. It's Tiff's Comedy Club and I will be on the 20th and the 21st and it's doors open 8 p.m. It's a 9 p.m. start. Mike Marino's on both of those. I'm featuring for him there. Uh, So yeah, 20th, 21st, 19th, 20th, 20th, 1st east coast and then we're in talks to do more shows on the east coast there's a possible boston day coming up and just a bunch of really good stuff but again i probably just messed up the details so just check on social media because i post all of it there at jacqueline marfuji that's j-a-c-l-y-n-m-a-r-f-u-g-g-i so yeah i feel like i'm going at a mile a minute which is weird because it's nighttime and I'm trying to calm down. Um, I'm excited because I'm actually filming Plyo Jam online videos tomorrow with the co-creator Jason Layden. So guys, I have a promo code for you if you want to work out with me from home. It's such a good workout. And I mean, the pounds will fall off because it's just high cardio and it's really fun, sexy dancing and it's songs you love. And I just love it. Um, yeah, uh, I actually just co-choreographed uh, Truth Hurts by Lizzo. So we we're filming that tomorrow. And um, yeah, so Meatballs, your code is guess what? Meatballs. So 
go to plyojam.com and go to the online workout section and you get, I forget how much off you get, but I'll post it in the podcast notes and use the promo code meatballs to get the discount. So yeah, there's just a lot going on, which is great. I hope you guys have a lot going on and you're winding down the summer and it's, it's just treating you well and you're nice and tan and just doing things you love. Um, all right, we're going to get to someone who I love, uh, we talk about how much we love Lisa Rinna in this podcast. We talk about how he got his start in Philadelphia and then New York and then L.A. We talk about him working with Joan Rivers. We also talk about Trump trying to put tariffs on all European imported goods, especially Locatelli and Embriola cheese. Please write to your congressman and fight this. It's going to suck. But we talk a lot about that in the middle. So definitely listen for that shout out to my dad phil marfuji he's the ceo and president of locatelli Embriola and the president of the cheese importers association so this is definitely something that my family and i are very passionate about you can also check out an interview of him on cheddar tv.com just look up cheese import tariffs CheddarTV.com and it'll come up. Um, he was so cute and so good. I'm so proud of him. Uh, so yes, it's awesome and you're going to laugh and you're going to love Teddy and yeah, meatballs. Enjoy the hilarious comedian, writer, actor, Teddy Marcus. Meatballs, I have quite a treat for you today. He is, he's more than a treat. I feel like you're like the king of meatballs. <laughs> I really do. It, it's a thing. I have been wanting to have this hilarious comedian who I think the last show we did together, I was brought on stage as like your little sister or something. I, I feel like we should definitely play relatives. My favorite thing in the world to do, I know you're doing your intro, but you said it, <laughs> is to announce you. Really? It's my, I have hosted comedy clubs forever. <laughs> And whenever I get to introduce you, it's my favorite name. Oh, my God. It's my favorite name. I love it. We should... It is my favorite name. I took to you the second I saw your name. Oh, my God. It's true. I love you. And I you. love that you call me a meatball because your meatballs are delicious and they're just as good as mine. Oh, wow. Um, guys, my guest is an actor, a comedian, a writer. I mean, you perform all over the country. You've worked with Joan Rivers, Kathy Griffin, Margaret Cho. Yes. You have a very popular podcast yourself called Hey Queen. <laughs> yeah, hello. <laughs> Um, and I'm obsessed with you, and he's a fellow East Coaster. Meatballs, welcome, Teddy Margus, to the podcast. Yay! Hi, Meatballs. I want to eat every single one of you. <laughs> that was epic. Um, <laughs> guys, it's 2.30 on a Wednesday, and Teddy and I are just casually drinking some Cabernet. <laughs> so Real Housewives of WeHo. That's what we are. It's the how, What would that be? R-O-H-W-H. <laughs> <laughs> do you watch The Real Housewives? I don't. I used to do a uh, after show for The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills with Johnny McGovern. Oh, that's fun. 
and was kind of forced into watching it because we would have to watch it in the studio and then immediately go and do the after show. And I got kind of into it that year, which was a couple of years ago. But okay. no, I'm a Lisa Rinna, huge, huge Lisa Rinna fan. Lisa Rinna stan. Right, exactly. I'm done, here for done, it. And done, done, I'm done. here for all the dancing. I am yeah. crushed. I missed her and Harry in Chicago. <laughs> yes. Like on Broadway. I didn't yes. even know that happened. Uh-uh. I'm obsessed with her. Obsessed. Obs- I've been obsessed with her forever. Really? Since like in the 80s where she did a step aerobics video. Oh my God. That I cannot find. I swear she must have had it pulled. She probably did. I because didn't know you could do that. She literally looks the exact same. I feel like she looks better now. She is, to me, so gorgeous. Oh my God. And so fabulous. Can we send this to her? And, <laughs> and I, she was on Fashion Police. Yeah. When I was working on it. Okay. And I tweeted... That she was on it and she retweeted. It is still in my phone, the screenshot of her retweet. (laughs) And that's so not me. And everyone's like, Teddy, he's like, and then they'll see, why do you have Elisa Rinna retweet in your phone? I'm obsessed with her. I love her. Oh my God, I love that. I love her. What's your favorite, like, thing about her? Do you like her, her, like, home shopping network? Her hair, (laughs) her lips, Harry Hamlin, (laughs) you name her shoulders, her her thinness. Um, I love her unboxing videos. Do you watch them? No, I haven't seen those. Google. She is working hand in hand with a company. I can't remember. I think it's some sort of fitness company. I'm not 100% sure. Okay, yeah. Or it's like some sort of... They'll send her like leggings, a pashmina, a candle. She is so excited about everything she opens in this box. And I am like, I need that pashmina. Why do I need a pashmina? I don't know. But Lisa Rinna has one. I have to have a pashmina. (laughs) Are they even a thing anymore? But if Lisa Rinna gets it, it's a thing. You need it. Uh, Oh my, a pashmina. I have so many pashmina. I can see. You look like a pashmina woman. Oh, thank you. You look like a Oh, my God, I'll woman. take it. I Do will they, take are they a thing still? No, now no. it's just a wrap a shawl. But I still, like, rock them if I have to go to, like, a... They were like, brilliant. I wish I invented them. Um, right? Like, during my entire, like, prom season, it was just... And, guys, like, I, every pashmina, every color, like, it, that was it. I know, and you had to have every color. Yes, but now I take them on airplanes and use them as blankets. That's brilliant. That we need idea? to bring back the pashmina. I think we should. I think this podcast is going to just be groundbreaking. <laughs> I think we're going to... What's your pashmina? (laughs) We are (laughs) rebranded. I used to. I remember I used to sit. uh, Anytime I would go to anybody's house or if they ever had like a dining al fresco barbecue or whatever. Oh, that sounds good. And I would always go, I'm a little chilly. Does anybody have a pashmina? And I would always do it to get a laugh. Just to get a laugh because people were like, what is this dude wanting a pashmina for? You know, but one time I was at this house in the hills. It was the art director. Oh, he was a stylist. Mm-hmm. He was a stylist. And as I did my joke with Pajamina. He came back with a drawer with hundreds of them in any color you can imagine. He was like, you need a Pajamina? Take one. I was like. <laughs> That's what dreams are made. That was, <laughs> that was Pajamina Palooza. Oh, my it was so amazing. And, and ever since then, I was like, I want a pashmina collection just in case someone needs a pashmina if they come visit. Right? You could just bust out that al fresco dining with pashmina. So look at that. We went from Lisa Rinna to pashmina. It's so luxurious. I love it. <laughs> You're doing fabulous, darling. I feel like that's something Lisa would say. 
Right. She opens up these boxes and she's just so excited. And she'll open the thing and she'll put it on. And if it's a cream, she'll wear it. She'll put the eye cream under her eye. And she's like, oh, guys, guys, you're not going to believe this. This feels like luxury. I want to feel like luxury. I know. I want to feel like Lisa (laughs) Rinna. I love love her her energy. Yes, I'm here for it. And Google or Google YouTube her step aerobics. And if you find it, please send it to me. It's I know it's out there. I've seen it, but I can't find it. Did you do step aerobics when you were little? Hell yeah. I led a step aerobics class. What? Oh my God. Wait, I didn't. We have so much in common. My mom would sneak me into her step aerobics classes when I was like seven. I hated gym class. It was like my least favorite class. I hated Unless it. Unless we were doing like the dancing part. Or the, um, the what do you call it? The, the parachute. Oh, Did you guys do the parachute? The parachute. Oh. Yes. Oh, God. Like, I love that. It was colors. Be the colors. Look at all the colors. Why don't we do that as adults? <laughs> <laughs> we should have parachute comedy. Like a parachute comedy wine night. Let's do it. <laughs> Could you imagine? So, so I never liked... PE and I asked my gym teacher if we could do step aerobics Mm -hmm. let's do that because that was fun it was music it was it was not hard and we did and then the teacher was like do you want to lead it and I was like hell yeah look at you Sheena Easton strut doing that (laughs) song because I was like up down do it out it's what it was so good oh my gosh I would pay money to take. <laughs> I, I don't know if I could do it now I think I still have my stepper really yeah you know that blue one with the pink layer yes. and the green layer uh-huh. <laughs> that, yes. that bubbly one yeah like uh, of course that was like the first it one said, like step on it yeah <laughs> in small letters yeah Stop. and like Reebok would try to like make other <laughs> and it offs. wasn't the same no it was like a box no, uh, no don't do that that is not a stepper <laughs> I was obsessed with celebrity workout videos mm. oh my, like I at one point in school we had to do a presentation oh and I God, did what are those posters it's like the three part poster do you Chip know what, that's I did that with like the Christy Brinkley the Jenny Garth the Sidney Crawford like the Paula Abdul like I you still have it I had oh, I wish are you kidding me it would be worth oh, so we have much to recreate money it. let's make it again I think we should I feel like that would make me like wall that art. That needs to be artwork in your apartment. <laughs> exactly. God, that needs I to go it. right there. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, we need it. Yes. I was obsessed with celebrity workouts. I was I was obsessed with celebrity anything. Okay. Workouts, too. yes, but perfume too. Um, oh, I see. I never did the perfume. Oh, actually, I'm lying. Electric Youth, Debbie Gibson. Oh, oh yeah. Had, hello. Oh, come on. That was the only I, one I had. I loved Cher's workout. Oh, I didn't do that. Did you ever one. see that one? Oh, I saw it. I saw a lot of info. Yeah, I, and then I lived by Jane Fonda workout. Like lived. Oh, that was like in college. Really? Because I was insane. Like I always had a weight problem, but always killed myself to keep it under control. Really? And wait, that's what your Fringe Festival show was about, wasn't it? Yeah. Wait, can you tell us about that? Yeah, it's it's coming. Actually. Oh wait, I thought it already happened. No, it, it was supposed to happen last year, but I couldn't do it because I got it. I got another show. <laughs> Look at you. Was I know. That Isn't that so hard to say? Uh, so no, it's I not. I couldn't You've do it because of my schedule. <laughs> yeah, fine. and so um, I had put it up already, not at French. I okay. put it up somewhere else. So I've done it, but I'm gonna do it. Was it was called Penis Envy. Panis. Panis. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and every and I'm gonna change the name of it though. Yeah. Because nobody gets it. You get it when you see the show okay. because I explain it. And I'll explain it now. Yeah, but, do it now. Um, panis is the medical term for the puffy area above your hoo-ha. Yeah. People I call it fupa. fupa. For, right, but it's called a panis. 
That's my my hardest part on my body. Not Everybody, hardest. It's, just, it's the most like it's the yeah. It's the, the worst. most difficult part that you want to get rid of. Oh my god! Which most people get the surgery to get rid of that because it's so hard. I did not know that's what so, it was called. I thought penis envy was such a take on penis envy, and it would be funny. And how that even began was when I. I went to a doctor because I used to diet, work out, do all this stuff, but still had a problem. And I thought, okay, maybe it's glandular, maybe it's hormonal. I don't know. And the doctor said to me, well, you have a very large panis. And I was like, thank you, doctor. God, stop (laughs) it. Thank you. But like, don't stop. (laughs) So I just thought, Okay, well, that's what I'm going to call the show. But nobody gets it. So I'm thinking of calling it Teddy Marcus is a Big Fat Queen. That's what oh, I'm thinking of. That. Just like flat out, just, just throw it. it out there. Yeah, then immediately, it's like jokes. Immediately, mm-hmm. the audience within the first 30 seconds is like, oh, they I They know what it. they're getting. Yeah, totally. So that's what I'm thinking of calling it. And that'll, okay. that'll be put up in June. That, okay, so that's yeah, going to be next June. Next June, French Festival. Uh, I did the French Festival. I love the French Festival. It's great. What did you do? It's a lot of work. It's We did the Le Do You Remember This, the, oh, uh, yes. the musical. Yeah. How so, was it? It was amazing. It was so good. It was with Gabby Conti, Darlene, and Perez Hilton. Came. It was oh, everyone, my God, amazing. Yeah, it was great. So I loved it. I wish we could put it on more, though. That's the problem with Fringe. You do it, and then you're like, I want more. What Fringe? Fringe gives you that. Uh, like thing on your resume. Do people just, care about it? They, I didn't when know. they see it, they do. They do. They do because there's, you know, you, there, Hollywood Fringe is a popular fringe. It is, yeah. Edinburgh, of course. Duh. Like so, there's the big ones, and then every city has one. Yeah. But if you've been in a major one like the LA one, mm-hmm. that looks good when you put it next to the show. And so we were you doing hairspray, and that's why you couldn't do yes. it. Okay, can you tell us about your hairspray experience? <laughs> because I feel like you need to be on Broadway now. I want to play Edna. Oh my gosh! For the rest of my life. <laughs> tell us how that and even came I about. Didn't, I wasn't even. I was in a show at Fringe, actually. Oh. Called Streep Tease. Oh god! It's eight men doing Meryl Streep monologues. Stop. It's the funniest show I think you'll ever see. I am so mad I missed this. It, it's 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 been going on forever. They put it up every year. Okay. Um, Who did you do? Like what monologue? I what did, character? Um, the nun from Doubt. Oh, just some light, like right. <laughs> just and light. You know, you're supposed monologue. to make it funny. That's the thing. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be funny. But I'm like, I, I you know, I, oh my god, like how how do I make that funny? Yeah. So I um, researched. Her, and I found an interview of her talking about the humor she found in the role. Oh, wow. And I thought, okay, if Meryl found humor, <laughs> then Margus is going to find humor. So, yeah, I did that. And, of course, I came out with the hat and the glasses, hollering at the audience like they were my students oh, my with God. a ruler and making them petrified of me, which got, which got the laughs. Oh, okay. They were, like, afraid of the, the sister. Oh, totally. So the guy who was putting up Hairspray mm. came backstage and was like, next year we're putting up Hairspray, you're my Edna. Oh, and my I'm God. like, oh, ha, 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 call me, here's my number, ha, ha, whatever. He did. Wow. And I don't sing, I'm not a singer, I didn't, trust me, do not make a pretty lady. <laughs> Yeah. I don't make a pretty lady. No, come on. No, I look like some South Philadelphia Italian chooch mama making mama del meatballs. I love it. Um, and I'll play that part up. But I mean, yeah. Edna does this transformation where she goes from frumpy mm. to like glamorous, gorgeous. So he was like, well, 
you, you, I want you, I, but I, I, you have to audition. Okay. Well, okay, I can't sing either. So he was like, well, Edna doesn't really sing and blah, 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 blah. But I went and they had me sing Happy Birthday and I did and I got it. Oh, my God. And I won a scene. Really? Which is like, yeah. Yeah. Look at you guys. We have some lead epic actor talent. in a musical. What? Hello. Oh my gosh. I know. I never thought in my life I would win an award. Lead actor in a musical. Those four words have never followed me ever. Never a Teddy Marcus follow. Ever. <laughs> so it was exciting. I feel like you were destined to play that role. Um, I have been obsessed with Divine forever. Yeah. I'm actually technically, technically, I'm writing a one quote-unquote woman show about Divine. Okay. Because so many... Divine... Because of drag and how popular it is now... Yes. Uh, people don't realize, you know, the their forebearers, mm-hmm. their elders that have paved the way. Mm-hmm. And Divine did. Divine was a major, major... She was on TV. She did movies. Yeah. So... And never considered himself a drag queen. He was always like, I'm a female actress. I'm a performer. I mean, I'm a male actress. Mm-hmm. And oh, I this love is, that. Male actress. Right. And this is my... Work uniform. Because mm-hmm. he played male roles, too. And I just, I just loved him. So to be able to play him, because I didn't play, I didn't look up to, like, Harvey Firestein. Mm-hmm. Don't even get me started on John Travolta. <laughs> don't even. That was, like, frightening. I couldn't look at the billboards. look at it. Yeah. It just, like, it I made me like, feel weird is- inside. Vinny Barbarino, no. <laughs> no. Vin- Vinny Barbarino. <laughs> Uh-uh. I just couldn't. I couldn't. So I took it back, and I even had the costumes made uh, to look like Divine's costumes rather than the Broadway costumes. Okay. So I was very excited, and that was an amazing thing. That is so cool. And I had to sing and dance and act. And let me tell you something. I've, in theater school, uh-huh. there's the two sides. Yes. There's the musical theater dancers, and then there's the thespian actor. I was thespian actor. Okay. And we always made fun of the dancers, mm-hmm. and the dancers always made fun of the theater. I, I've had a whole new respect <laughs> for the dancers. It's a lot, right? O-M-G. <laughs> a, it's, there's no room for... Not improv, but there's no... You have to... It's technical, and you have to be at this spot or someone else is going to miss their mark or You'll their like move. you like, ruin an hour's yeah. worth of a show. Right. So th- I'm thinking, well, I don't have to worry about that, but I, I did, because yeah. if I was in the wrong spot, I would get, like, impaled by a dancer. Yeah. So it was... I have a whole new respect. Oh, look at you. Then now, now I want to be a dancer. Oh, When well, I grow up, I'm going to be a dancer. You can come take my classes. I want to take yeah. your classes, actually. <laughs> I love your Insta stories that you put up with them. Oh, thank you. It's they're like, fun. Go, yes. mama. Oh, God, they're exhausting. Um, so your resume is exhausting because I feel like you've done so much shit, and I think you need to be like recognized for that. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm so proud of you. Um, you talk about the hustle on this podcast. Oh, yeah. A lot. Oh, yes. And we are going to get in deep with That's you. That's what it's about. Yeah. It's about how you got to where you are and yeah. where you came from. It's about, so- it is completely about the work and the hustle. And mm-hmm. you learn, and I wish somebody had told me, and they probably did and I ignored them. You learn the more you work, mm-hmm. the more you create your own whatever it is you want to do, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. the more work comes your way. Totally. And then more work begets more work. And then all you're doing is working. Which is the goal. <laughs> that is the goal. And it's so hard because sometimes a lot of the work we do is for free. Yeah, most of it. Yeah. And even last night, like the, I was on the goddamn right. comedy jam show. And my, I feel like there's people in my life that are like, well, you're not getting paid for it. Like, why are you putting in the time? Why are you doing that? And I'm like, because it's exposure. It's meeting more people. There's people at that show. And then I've already gotten asked to do other stuff from right. that. Exactly. And that's something that people don't understand. And I... Every major job mm-hmm. I have gotten, like Hairspray, mm-hmm. Hairspray came from Street Teeth, mm-hmm. but Street Teeth came from the, the casting person was at uh, the Improv. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You just never At know. one of the shows that you went and you find parking and maybe you even had to pay for parking or whatever, you but you did it for play. free. Yeah. You pay to play. So that would have never happened if I didn't do that because ugh, I'm not getting paid. Yeah. You know, and like uh, friends, family, parents, even especially my parents, like, is, is, is this a pay? Is this a one that's oh paid? Gosh, I hear it a lot. Like there's financial payment and then there's everything else payment. Mm-hmm. And so if you're doing the work, you're telling the universe, this is what I am. And what I say to any comedian or actor or whomever asks, uh, if you want to be an actor act Mm -hmm. just act if you're acting you're an actor Mm -hmm. if you're telling jokes you're a comedian Mm -hmm. if you're waiting to do it you're not no you know so and that it's so funny because i feel like it's a lot of fear that keeps people Mm -hmm. from not doing it or pride or ego Mm -hmm. and you just got to get over that shit i i Like I said, I wish I discovered this earlier. When I first started, I first moved out here, I was like a classically trained actor. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't do commercials, and I'm like, no way, I don't need a commercial agent. And I was that guy. Wow. I wouldn't do this, I wouldn't do that. And then everyone was like, you're really funny, Teddy, you should get into comedy. I was like, oh, hell no, I could never. Fear. Mm -hmm. That was fear, afraid of being on stage without a script or basically being completely naked Having and raw. Having to be yourself. Right. You know, that was right. the scariest thing for me was actually saying the thoughts that are in my brain. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. I don't know where that accent came from. Yeah. <laughs> I'm There's from a thoughts in my brain. <laughs> my brain. <laughs> Jesus. Y'all need to make some sweet tea with that accent. <laughs> Come on, Marfuggy. Let's do it. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, it's fear. Yeah. It's, it, a lot of it is ego. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it is uh, confidence. Confidence and feeling like you do belong. Mm-hmm. Like, I sometimes, even last night, I had to remind, like, we were on stage with, like, you know, Jim Jeffries, Brad Williams, the Sklar Brothers, like, Jay Okerson. Uh, like, we're all out there. And I had to, like, give myself permission to be there, too, and to, like... Be like, no, 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 I belong here. I belong here. I've put in the work. Like, I deserve this. And that's such a hard battle, I feel. You know? It is a hard battle. And I think that's a a hurdle. Once you get over that. I don't know if you ever really, really get over it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's how you manage it and how you muddle through it. Mm -hmm. That's for me. I had, um, I booked on the new RuPaul Netflix series. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. AJ and the Queen. <laughs> coming out in 
January. I've never told a living soul this, but I will tell you because you're my sister, mm-hmm. my marfuge. I was petrified driving there. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, knew, I wanted it. I knew I, I knew I killed in the audition, and I was so excited. And then fear set in again. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, my God. Michael Patrick King was directing. Hello. Sex the city. Yeah. Okay. Do I need a tutu? Do I need to wear Louboutins? Like, what do I do? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> do I drink a Cosmo? Do I what, offer right. him a Cosmo? What do I do? What do I do? I'm a, I'm a fraud. I'm a fake. I'm this. That mm-hmm. went through my head. Secondly, I was working with RuPaul. Now, um, I have met RuPaul socially on very few occasions, but I work with all the queens that I've heard stories about RuPaul. Oh, God, you don't look RuPaul in the eye and you don't do this. So I'm like, so I was a mess getting there. Then all the queens that were in the scene with me, Mm -hmm. I had heard nightmare stories about them. This one's a bitch and this one's a this. So I'm like, what? Oh, my God. Why am I? As soon as I parked in the lot and I took a deep breath and I was like, we all breathe the same air. Mm-hmm. We're in. The, I got hired for this. It wasn't handed to me. Mm-hmm. Shut the hell up, Teddy, and just go in there and be you. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I did that, it was all gone. I was myself. I looked RuPaul in the eye. I didn't have a problem with that. I said hello to everybody, and it was amazing. Oh, my gosh. So we have it always, I think. Yeah. I just think it's, okay, how do we handle it? How do we deal with it? How do we get through it? How do you talk yourself off the ledge? I talk myself off the ledge. I had to okay. talk myself off the ledge because I would, would, God forbid, I'm not going to tell anybody I feel this. Because <laughs> everyone's like, of course you got it because you're Teddy. I'm like, oh, God, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Petrified. Ah. Uh. That's but, such an inspiring story. I think it's normal. I think it's completely normal. And then my aunt, who was a huge influence in my performing life, because she always wanted to be a performer and never did. So she, like, lived through her Stage. kids, yes. me, like, you know, every, I mean, everything I do, she'll always go, you know you were the best one. I was like, no, I don't <laughs> want to hear that. I don't want to hear that because it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything coming from you. And I wasn't the best one. Thank you. But she always said to me, always remember this. You're there. They're not. Mm -hmm. Like, you're there. They're not. Mm -hmm. You're up on that stage. The audience member isn't. Mm -hmm. You can't fail. I love that. So do I. Oh, my gosh. You can't fail because you're up there. That has to help with comedy too. That's where she started. That's how it started. With, when when I was started to get into comedy, yeah. I would talk to her because I think she's the funniest person in the universe. Oh, is she from Philly? She's from Philly. Okay, can we get to your Philly roots? Oh, of course. Oh my gosh. Okay. My Philly South South Philly South roots, which is how I know Locatelli, <laughs> and that's why I don't even call you by your first name. You're Marfuji. That's it. Oh, I love it. We're starting a band called the Marfugis. The Marfugis. Thank God no one in my family would play with me. You can play in my bands. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> Perfect. Marfuji's and Margus. I love the Mars. The Mars. Mars squared. We're the Mars. That's it. I love it. Wait, so I want to know, like, how did your family end up in South Philly? Like, what, my, what's the background? Um, Tell the meatballs. My grandmother, my great-grandmother emigrated from Greece. Okay. And settled in South Philly because it was a really super ethnic mm-hmm. community. I mean, it Fresh was, Prince of Bel-Air, that's where he started. <laughs> yeah, right. He started in West Philly. West Philadelphia. Okay, sorry. And yeah, the, 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 the South Philly part. Guidos would have 
heart failure. Heart, oh, yeah, I just, I can't believe I, I apologize <laughs> nah. now to anyone listening. Um, so, yeah, so I grew up in a very Italian neighborhood. Mm. Like, Christmas Eve, I'm Greek. We don't do seven fishes. Yeah. When it was time for seven fishes, I was like, are we not doing seven fishes? And they're like, we're not Italian, Teddy. <laughs> Wait, it's summer. I want crab gravy. Are we having crab gravy? Mom, you're making crab gravy, right? <laughs> you know? I love it. It's the truth. I have to I have to reveal this. We never did seven fishes. Really? Yeah, we did, never You know did. what it is, though. Oh, yeah. No, no. I know what it is. It's my favorite thing in the whole entire world. Is it? Ugh. Uh, the night before Christmas, you have nothing but shrimp, fried calamari, and uh, all that shit. God. Die, I die. I love Christmas Eve. It's my favorite. I like it better than Christmas me Day. Me too. Christmas Eve is everything yeah, to me. me too. It's my favorite. And then once we convinced our parents we could open our Christmas gifts on Christmas Eve <laughs> rather than Christmas Day, Christmas Eve became it. It. <laughs> yes. We would get very dressed up. We still do um, on Christmas Eve. Now, where exactly in Jersey? We. So we've been going to Rare Steakhouse which is, I don't even know the town. It's like North Jersey. Right. Yeah, like Soprano country. Right. You know, like we did that. But then this year, God bless him, my Uncle Gene choked on a shrimp at the table. And we were at like rare, like literally they could have filmed the Sopranos in it. Like it's very That's just. The yes. best. I bet they have Clams Casino. Uh, all of that. Oh, yes. At, which is, <laughs> I think, what my Uncle Gene had after he choked on the shrimp. <laughs> and we were like, are you kidding me? You almost just, like, we literally were at the middle round table in the restaurant, like, Heimlich maneuver, like, everything had to go to the back. Like, we were like, oh, my God. Is you were the family it? that sat at the round table. We were the we family, were the family the that sat at the round table. Oh, my too. gosh. There was I always love only, it. like, one round table in this restaurant <laughs> we would go to, and it was, like, the whole family at the round. I wish the table moved because everyone was, like, eating off everyone's plates. Oh, my gosh. That sounds amazing. So is he okay, your uncle? He's fine. He just had a birthday. He's an August baby like you are. Guys, Teddy's birthday is tomorrow. Leo. And I love it. My lucky number is 22 and you were born on the 22nd. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And I'm a Leo rising. When's your birthday? June 14th, which I am a Gemini with a Scorpio moon Leo rising. Um, My absolute best friends throughout my entire life have been Geminis. Really? And I think Gemini and Leo are a perfect match. Why is that? Because Gemini is so whacked. Yeah, we're fucked. And Leo is so out there mm-hmm. that they actually complement each other. Mm-hmm. A Gemini is crazy enough to be able to ground a Leo. Mm-hmm. And a Leo enjoys the flip-flop of the Gemini. I agree with you. That's never been... I, don't, I never read that. I've just experienced it. I, my best friend's a Leo. Oh, there you go. There you go. Her birthday is twenty fifth. Done. Yep. Done. 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 Okay, so you're eating, uh, doing all the. Th- did, was there a place in South Philly called Don and Luigi's? Dante and Luigi's. Dante and Luigi. We used to go there. Shut up. Yeah, Dante and Luigi's. That yes. was like a little sort of grandmother's kitchen. Oh, that wasn't yes. even like a, that was like the smallest restaurant in the universe. Mm-hmm. You needed reservations years in advance. Yeah, we started going there because my uncle who choked on the shrimp, his <laughs> former wife. Her, they were the Mar- the Maggio, the Regatta Cheese right. family. So she was the one that like introduced us to that place. I think that's how the story went. I'm sorry, family who's listening, if that's wrong. Uh, but yeah, we would go there. So I think Dante Luigi's is still there. Oh my god, it was very old school. It's so old school. Oh yes. It's so your 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 skin stuck to the vinyl booth. <laughs> that was my favorite part. My favorite thing that I had at Dante and Luigi's was like they made everything there. Mm-hmm. 
everything. And for dessert, they would give you these like fresh strawberries, but in this like sweet wine. Oh my god. It was insane and I was like a kid going, What is this? It's like candy. It's amazing. <laughs> I love Don San Luigi. I haven't yes. been in forever. Oh God. Okay, so you're growing up Greek in the middle of all this Italianness. In the middle of all these Italian guys that I was completely drooling over. Really? If you wore an Italian horn around your hairy chest and a, <laughs> I can't say wife beater anymore. What do they call them now? Cheese. Uh, those those t-shirt, the sleeveless cheese. Yeah. What are they called? Who knows? I don't even know. Wife beater. Yeah. Wife if beaters. you wore that, forget it. Oh my god, me too. Forget about <laughs> it. Forget about it. Pulling up in your Camaro. Uh-uh, honey. <laughs> Done. That's how I learned to make meatballs. Uh, what's your meatball? Do you, can you tell us your secret? My secret? You, I, I told you today I when you I did. got here. They need to hear it. Besides beef, veal, and pork... Mm-hmm. Which a must done? Yes, done, done, done. You have to. It's Locatelli, baby. <laughs> How did we get on the subject of Locatelli? I don't know. I have an amazing impression, and like you basically did a Locatelli ad at the Mikey and Teddy show right before I knew that you were involved with Locatelli. Yeah, I don't even know. That's, My dad is the president and right. CEO of the company, and I don't even know how that came up. That's that. I think I had did. I I used to do a Locatelli bit. Really. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Because we, um, Atlantic City, mm-hmm. stone's throw from Philly. Yeah. You either went to like Atlantic City or Cape May or Wildwood or wherever. Yeah. And a lot of Italians were in Margate, which is like one city past Atlantic City. Yeah. And I went to, my dad's in the restaurant business. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. My dad, my and my grandfather. Oh, my God. So I grew up around food 24-7. My mother was a chef. Oh, my gosh. Wow. High, high bar I have when it comes to my house for dinner. <laughs> so I remember we were, my dad had taken us to his friend's new restaurant, Italian, in Margate. Mm-hmm. And every table had a little thing with the grated cheese in it. You know, that little glass thing with the silver top yes. and the spoon. So not sanitary. Yeah. Today, the health department would be like, what is this? <laughs> so, my dad's name is, is Panayotis, but everyone called him Pat. Okay. And we get there, and the owner, who I was attracted to, of course, <laughs> was like, Pat, get over here. See this on the table? Not grated cheese. Locatelli. And I went, what the hell is Locatelli? <laughs> He's like, my dad's like, every table has Locatelli? Yep, that's it. Nothing but the best at this restaurant, Pat. And I was obsessed with Locatelli. And then I put it on my meal. I was like, forget it. Oh, my God. I just want to eat that. I didn't want to eat anything else. That's what I do when, like, I need to go grocery shopping. I literally will just, like, (laughs) it's the only thing I have in the fridge. And I'll just, like, bite off the block. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. I'm going to tell you this story. My brother-in-law is a... Dermatologist. Okay. Very into health. Mm-hmm. Will not touch sugar if your life depended on it. Oh, wow. For dessert, mm-hmm. hunk a Locatelli. Shut up. That's his dessert. And literally, if you're off sugar 
and you eat a chunk of it, uh-huh. there's a sweetness to it. A little bit. I agree with you. So if, I mean, if you eat candy and then you eat that, you don't taste no. it. But if you've been off sugar, mm-hmm. that's his dessert. Locatelli's healthy people. It, like it's, it's the best. That's what I want to name my daughter. <laughs> I do because Loka of that Telly. from ev- forever. That would be cute. Like Loka? Crazy. <laughs> Telly. Loka lo- Teddy. Loka Teddy. That's your new name in my phone. Loka Teddy. When I... And then so as I started talking about these characters that I grew up with, mm-hmm. Loka Telly always came into play because of that guy. Uh, I want... I and then I him. might have stated or said it, but when you, you came up to me, I think that's how we I met. I think that might have been it. Like I was just at your show. You came up to me and you were like, can you say that on film? I'm like, what is this wackadoo lady? Yes. <laughs> and then when you were like, I am the Locatelli fam. I'm like, what? <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> Jack and Monfuji. What? Where well, have you been all my life? I know. We were destined. And also, it's funny when I look in your eyes, not to be like weird or creepy, you have the same like eye color and kind eyes that my dad and my brother have. And like, have the to see their color. pictures. You have I love to. It. Yeah, no. And like, I feel we have like a weird cosmic connection. And I literally, my dad called me, not knowing you were coming on the podcast a half an hour before you got here. And we've been talking all like the European tariffs and everything with the Locatelli cheese. Guys, we are in jeopardy of losing all our imported cheese from Italy. Insane. It's awful. Like, I didn't realize how bad it was getting, but he was actually just interviewed Phil Marfuji. He's also not only the president and CEO of Locatelli, but he's the president of the Cheese Importers Association. Which I didn't know about that. That is impressive. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was like, when I was watching his interview on TV, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dad. Good dad. Yes. And I posted it and people were commenting like, your dad's the hero that we all need in this country. But he's right. He's absolutely right. And somebody has to speak up and out about it. He's going to Washington and he's he's speaking with I, I mean a bunch of people and he's trying he's fighting it. Uh, it needs to be it, you, you have to fight it because our country is based on a melting pot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are, goods. Uh, uh, unless you're an Indian, you know we are all came from somewhere at some point. Exactly. If we lose, what I loved about growing up in Philly was that cultural aspect of it. It's amazing. And that's something I feel like we miss here in LA. We absolutely do. And there are pockets of it. Yes. Very true. But it's not the same like East Coast. It's not. And I miss that like tribe. <laughs> yeah. Me too. You and know? you know, when you, whenever, and this, I, I don't even know if they've done studies on this, but whenever you're homesick or there's, it's always about a taste. Really? It's about a taste to bring you back there. Like, oh, if my grandmother were alive, I wish because I want to eat her whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, uh, you know, somebody's mother dies. Oh, I'll never have my mother's blah, blah, blah again. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandfather, he made, believe it or not, turkey gravy for Thanksgiving. A guy from Greece now. Best turkey gravy in the whole entire world. <laughs> but, you know, on his deathbed, mm-hmm. I was like, you've got to give me your turkey gravy <laughs> recipe. Because he would never part with it, but he did. He gave it to me oh on his deathbed. God. And my family was like, how 
dare you go in there? Papu is dying. Are you going to ask him for a recipe? But to this day, they're like, do you have the... Because they miss You're it. Like, they miss nah. it. And when yeah. they eat it, they think of him. So, if so we're true. ethnic people, we need those ethnic things. There's nothing like it. And on top so of... So, we're going to have American cheese for the rest of our uh, life? No, thank you. Yeah. Well, also, it's really sad. He was telling me, because I was like, Dad, I want to know statistics. I want to know what we can tell everyone to do. There's going to be over 100,000 jobs lost for people in this country that bring in all this stuff. I mean, there, it's a huge industry. Like, I, I, no one understands... That it's not just about the cheese. No, know? it's in, they're in, importers, and it's not just it's not just cheese. And it's not that's the thing. Like if you like Jameson whiskey, it's no nope. right. It's not nope. just cheese. It's not just cheese, and the prices are increasing over one hundred percent. And he put it to me this way: that like a cup of Locatelli, instead of it being I don't know seven dollars or. What did he say? It's eleven dollars. I bought it's it 11. at the Billions yesterday. <laughs> like, you tell your dad I need a case. <laughs> I know. I know. I just saw it at Gel- I always go to Gelson's and it's, I it's double I the price of Gelson's. It. it really is. I know I shouldn't go there. But I do too. I feature it too. I, fix I put it. it higher than the Tony. Oh my gosh. We I'm gonna cut you a check. It's gonna be like twenty dollars a cup now. Yeah, so wow. his whole thing is like I'm not gonna bring the cheese in. Like we're not gonna do it because no one's gonna buy it. And so he's fighting with the congressman, and it's ugh, it's awful, and it should just be about there. It's an Aero Airbus. I think that's the problem. I'm not saying this very eloquently. I have, you know what? I'm going to post the link to all of the correct information. Post the Cheddar article. In the Cheddar TV article. Yeah, that was very informative. On it, yeah. And what he told me, we can do to fight this. I mean, he's going to Washington to fight this. Um, Basically, we're just going to have to write in. Like, you have to write letters and you have to protest and just beg for this not to happen. But it's also, this is something I didn't realize. Our Italian handbags, shoes, any designer products from Europe are also going to yeah. double, triple, 100% yeah, in everything price. Everything that you love when you're, like, in line because you want those uh, Gucci shits. Exactly. Gucci? Yeah. The, all, all you millennials listening. All you little kids that love your all Gucci. All you little kids that want your, like, Gucci slides. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? Guess what? They're going to be, like, Going to have to you know, go 8th Street get knockoffs. <laughs> exactly. Well, my favorite thing in South Philly was South Street. Yeah. When I was younger, yeah. when it was actually safe to go. When to it was go. fun. When it was fun. Yeah. I used to, we used to go to South Street as kids and just walk up and down and do nothing else but walk up and down. Oh my God. For it, hours. It was so cool. There was so much culture. And I remember uh, yeah. always wishing I would be old enough to like go to the bars and like everything just seems so I know. True. cool. True. South Street was great. So you were, you were there. You were a little tight running like, up and down grew. South Street. St. Maria Garetti. <laughs> oh my God. Was the. Catholic school that all the Italian girls went to. It was girls only. Mm -hmm. And I, and if you were a Garetti girl, you were it. You were tough. That sounds amazing. No one would fuck with you. I love that. You were, and I was like, Mom, I want to be a Garetti girl. And she's like, you'll never be. You will never be. Why? Because we're not Italian? No, because you're not a girl. Oh. <laughs> I love your response is, because we're not Italian? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Do you know the comedian Eleanor Kerrigan? Yes. She's a Garetti girl. What? She's that a Garetti girl. everything. She is a Garetti girl. Oh, my God. And I went, as soon as I saw her, yeah. she did her act, and I was like, 
I have to ask her if she's from Philly. Yeah. And I was like, Eleanor, are you, when I first met her, are you from Philly? She's like, yeah. I'm like, are you a Karate girl? And she was like, how the fuck? You see now she talks. I'm like, oh my God. I'm finally friends with a Karate girl. Took 20 years. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Because my grandmother went there. Oh, I love this. My grandmother went to St. Maria Garetti. How did she get in? She's not Italian. I, well, she's a neighborhood. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's a neighborhood um, thing. And I don't know. Maybe they lied. Uh, that should be your next there. show, Gretty Girls. <laughs> Can uh, we write Gil- that but together? It's like, it's like the real Gilmore yeah, Girls. The real Gil- <laughs> like, what are you silly. talking about? Wait, <laughs> leave him. But I love him. He wears a horn. <laughs> Oh my god, guys! I've never wailed this much on this podcast. I want you on every day. So good. Oh, Greddy girls, and to give you guys an idea of like Eleanor Kerrigan, she like opens for Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, she like, does. Basically, picture him in a female's body. So that's a Greddy girl. Oh, she god. is. And she still has her hair the same way, part of the middle, feathered back. <laughs> She's like Farrah Fawcett hair. She She's really? like Eleanor. <laughs> Let me introduce you to my friend. I'm straightening iron. She's like, still curling it back like that. She does not care. She I love her fucks. to death, though. Yes. Yes. Oh, I would love to see her on here. You and her. I know. Oh, it. my gosh. She's amazing. Yeah. We probably have so many of the, like, mutual. Oh, God. I can't. I'm so, I'm more excited about you right now, though. <laughs> um, were you always like this? Were you always funny? I, yeah. This was just something was. you were. Do you have brothers and sisters? I have an old, I know. I, I'm the oldest. I have a younger sister and an even younger brother. Oh, Okay. My sister is funny. I come from a funny family. Um, my dad was always the king of telling the dirty joke. Oh, I love that. And like as kids, we were like, we have to leave the room. Dad's telling a joke now. <laughs> like, it's like, and they couldn't wait. And my dad would tell a joke. And he still has a heavy accent. Really? So he would be telling, and then the girl came up from behind him, and then the, the pussy cat. I'm like, what is he even saying? Uh, they're not laughing at the joke. I get what they're laughing at. Just by the way, he says boobs, and then had boobs all over the place. I'm like, dad. But my dad was, but my my mom was funny, and it, my mother had a very dry sense of humor. But my mom's sister, my aunt, if, if my grandmother, if my grandparents had another daughter, mm-hmm. it would have been Bette Midler. Wow. Because Bette Midler is a cross between my mother mm-hmm. and my aunt. Oh my God, I love that. My mother looks like Bette Midler. What? And my aunt sounds and has Bette Midler's humor. That's so That's what I grew up with. Wow. That's a lot. That is a lot. That explains a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. But What's my, your favorite like Bette Midler moment? Oh my God, there's so Beaches. many. Beaches well, Beaches changed my life. Did it? Yeah. I moved out here. The week after I saw Beaches. Oh, my God. Wait. Yeah. Wait, I never knew this. Yeah. Oh, my God. Beaches, my best friend and I, I'd always talk. I mean, I have been acting since a child. Since the womb. Uh, yeah. I mean, I came out. The you womb came was out actually with a monologue. With curtains. <laughs> Pun intended. <Yeah. laughs> I spread them curtains and said, ta-da. <laughs> and so I've been performing as a kid. I was a, a kid in the school plays. Even before school, I was like in the theater company in my town, blah, blah, blah. But I knew uh-huh. I would go to New York a lot. Yeah. But I knew L.A. was for me. Did you? I always wanted to get, I always wanted to break in TV. I was obsessed with TV. Always. What was your favorite show as a kid? Oh, my God. Those good times and mm. uh 
Brady Bunch nuts about the radio. Still, I love the radio Bunch. When Still. I hear that, do, 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 like the little, Chills. the in between things that would happen when the after the theme song, the little obsessed with it, obsessed with Golden Girls, obsessed with. There's so many like sitcoms done. Done. That was my thing. Sitcoms done. 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 That's it. That's what I want to do. Me too. And I knew it from a kid, so I knew L.A. was where, you had where to be. I needed to be. And so when I saw Beaches. I walked out of that movie theater. I saw it with my best friend, Mark. I looked at Mark and I said, I'm moving to LA. And he was like, I'll come with you. And we drove cross country. Oh my God, you make me want to cry. It was like Cece Bloom and Mark. (laughs) Now, we followed that pretty much story because Mark ended up dying. (laughs) Oh my God. So Mark kept up with his bargain, but I'm not Cece Bloom yet. (laughs) You're it's on coming. your way, <laughs> darling. So yeah, that that movie changed my life. But uh, all her movies, I loved her in The Rose. Ugh, that was um, <laughs> when I did Miss Creek Week for my sorority. <sighs> that was the song I sang. That really? was my talent. That's a great song. Oh, it's great. It's not that hard. It's, I know. <laughs> and even someone who can sing it, I, I, can I, I it. thought of singing it in my audition. because uh, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. It's, very, it's still moving though. It is. It's, it's a gorgeous. good one. Oh, now I just want to listen to it. I have a random question. Did you ever hear of Marie Claro Talent Agency? No, it's just like some local. No, that was my first agent I ever had, and it was South Philadelphia. That's oh, of course. Wait, what's made. her name? Marie Claro. Is she still there? I have no idea. Did you grow up in Philly? I well, I grew up in Princeton. Oh, so, so not far. Yeah, not far. Like I, I did Forty Second Street at the Bristol Riverside oh, Theater. Oh, like wow. we were always driving over the first gig I ever got paid for acting wise was Tony and Tina's wedding in Philadelphia oh my god where uh, on the spirit of Philadelphia that's fabulous <laughs> yes, yes. And were you ever we on were... Al Alberts no you ever hear Al Alberts no it was like that local Saturday morning show that they filmed only in Philly oh my god it was Al and Stella Alberts <laughs> I would have died they were Italian 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 and they would have like singers and dancers and Miss Louise's recital group Shut you know up. and I was obsessed with it I would, would want to be on Al Alberts why too, weren't but... you on it I didn't. I didn't know what my talent was until later. Okay. You can't go on Al Alberts and do like a monologue, like a soliloquy. <laughs> you had to do like. You're not doing a tight five. No. no. <laughs> you had to dance. It was usually dancers and singers yeah, mainly. A lot of toddler and you know, types. right? Exactly. Yes. And then like they would get like to be 16 or 17, and you're like, these they're a little old to be on Al Alberts. Their boobs are forming and they're singing it's like, like awkward some. Now. Yeah, it's like yeah. Re- little belly, little boners. <laughs> <laughs> their dance tights right like, and you're like you don't like this. guess the next year you cannot do Al Alberts but they would That's have Little show. Miss Showcase I feel like I've seen every that. year and it was like age groups like mm-hmm. you could be like zero it was like a pageant yeah and I was obsessed with it but what the main thing I was obsessed with, with was in Wildwood New Jersey mm-hmm. which is where we summered early on we summered there um, they would do that regatta, the boat regatta, mm-hmm. and all everyone that had a boat, you would decorate your boat, and you would just—it oh, was ridiculous. Fabulous. Well, Al Alberts and Stella led it. They led it, <laughs> and they had Christmas lights hanging on their boat. It was the, the most Marshalls. tackiest boat ever, and I was like, I love Stella Alberts. <laughs> she had that big blonde Buffani type hair oh hanging down here. God, yeah, our next one is uh, from Miss Louise's Tapping Ballet in Langhorn. What's her name? <laughs> Miss Tina. <laughs> My first 
first half teacher was Miss Tina. Shut up. Yes. It was, was it in Philly? I wish. Uh, Prince Why are they all Miss something? It's always Miss. Miss are they Robin ever Misses? They're miss never, never married. No, never. No. Oh my, my sister was in Miss Louise's. Miss Louise's tap and ballet. Oh, that was so her. you get it. Wait, so I want to know. Yeah. Were you like, was everyone like, oh, Teddy... Teddy, like, were you out as, like, when did that happen? I never lied. I never knew what it was. I was, I lived, like, in a bubble. Okay. I never, I never compromised who I was. I was always real in myself. Like, when I talked to teachers from, like, elementary school, mm-hmm. and I was like, God, the whole world must have knew. But I didn't know. Just- like, flash dance. <sighs> okay. Teddy Margus. Pair of scissors. Sweatshirt. Oh my God. Cutting off, making the scoop neck, cutting the waistband off, cutting the anything elastic off, rolling up the sleeves, wearing a tank top underneath so it would drape off the shoulder. That is how I would go to school. Oh my gosh. And not think it was gay at all. <laughs> I was like, you don't know fashion. God. It's called fashion. Um. My, yeah, my, <laughs> um. my sister tells me stories that she says, uh, I, I used to, I was a Daisy Dukes, Daisy Dukes shorts guy. Shut up. If the pockets were hanging out of the cutoffs, that's the only way I would wear them. That's amazing. What? That's amazing. <laughs> so, and I liked when your ass cheek came out of the back just a little Me bit. Too. <laughs> still, I still, still like it. Yeah, in my 30s. <laughs> so Probably I would get on okay. the, I went to summer camp one summer and that was it. That was my it. parents were like, they're going to kill him. They will kill him. We have to take him out. <laughs> I would get on the bus. In those shorty, short, Daisy Dukes, ass cheeks hanging out. Oh, my God. And they, all the guys on the bus would be catcalling, whistling, and like going, <laughs> I'm thinking it's fabulous. Yes, yeah, so you're like, I'm here. <laughs> I'm doing runway down the middle. <laughs> and they're calling me, come on, legs, come on, legs. And I just thought it was a compliment. Yeah. And my sister was like, they were making fun of you. I'm like, what, were we on the same bus? <laughs> They were whistling and hooting and hollering. They were calling me legs. She's like, in a bad way. I'm like, you're delusional. I never saw, I never, I never felt it, saw it or whatever. I love so much. My sister and I still laugh about it to this day. Because she, my sister's kind of tough. She's not kind of, she is tough. And she's younger. She's younger. Wow. Yeah. And she, how I got to do stand-up, I was afraid to do Uh stand-up. I would write material, give it to her. She would perform it. If it killed, I would go to the next club and do it. If it bombed, she would go to the next club and we would try to rework it. Oh, my God. So she's gotten really good at stand-up. Is she out here? No, she's in Florida. But she, I made her do, there was this Funniest Mom in America contest. Mm -hmm. She was in the semifinals. Wait, what's her name? Helen Vasiludis now, but yeah. <laughs> wow, that's she awesome. met a Greek man, real uh, Greek, from Greece. Oh my God. That's the dermatologist. They're doing very, she did very well. She did very well. She did very well. She Good. married up. Good for her. Yeah, so she was tough and she was, all, she tells me like, she tells me to this day things that, you know, she felt that I could say, are you kidding me? I never, it never came across to me that way. Delusions I used to love to wear overalls. <laughs> With no shirt, nothing underneath, right? And you know, I'm a larger guy. I might have had boobs. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. A little A cup. Whatever. Um, and I would get whistled at. I don't know if they thought I was a girl or what, but I always thought 
I was doing the right thing. This is fabulous. I am. I'm really? so sexy, and I know it. Oh my god! And my sister was like, "They're making fun of you." I'm like, "Where? You're wrong. You're so angry. Where's this anger coming from? You're crazy." love this so much. It's so true. I want every child to have <laughs> that insane delusional confidence. My I- mother says that. My mother says to me, and I think it's what probably one of the most beautiful things a mother could ever say to a child. My mother said to me, and still to this day, mm. having you as my son made my life a joy because you always found the excitement in Everything, no matter what it was. Mm-hmm. If I said, get in the car, we're going to the mall, you'd have to you'd pee your pants because you're so excited. <laughs> you're like a little golden retriever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's geez. why my name's Spot. <laughs> so, you know, just, I just... I just is it delusion? You know what? If it's delusion, it's a Great. healthy delusion that I'm fine with it. Never lose so it. So, I've had this confidence... From a kid. And so, so I never really thought, you know, about the gay thing until people told me, like, uh, you know, that's when, like, you're a faggot. I was like, define faggot. I don't even know what that means. Like, yeah, I didn't know. Unfamiliar. Yeah. <laughs> Look it up in the dictionary. Uh, it's not in there. <laughs> I looked it up. Um, have you seen this third season of Glow? Glow? Yeah, on not Netflix. Not third season, not yet. I love Glow. You need to watch their, oof, that word at the end. You'll see. Oh, and this You'll, season? Oh, my God. Oh, wow. They, there's an amazing drag queen performer that's introduced because it takes place in Vegas. Oh, my God. It always did that from the beginning. No, no. It was Where in was L.A. It? It was in oh, now the it's Valley. in Vegas. Now it's in Vegas. And so they've introduced this I love this the whole, first two seasons. We need to get you on Glow. Oh, my I God. There's definitely going to be another season. No. This is... Done. You heard it here first. This I'm campaigning for okay, you. Do- <laughs> I am literally starting today. Do it. Yeah, campaign. Yeah. I want to get on Glow. We're campaigning for Locatelli to not have tariffs <laughs> increased. And, and, and hashtag <laughs> get Teddy on Glow. Exactly. Hashtag no. Locatelli forever. Yes. But you're, no, the la- especially towards the end of the third season, you'll see. But there's a whole, like, hate crime thing. Oh, my God, they, I'm totally right, going to watch uh, it. You ha- oh, my, we, my boyfriend and I, we literally in, like, one night binge watch so the entire good, season. Though. It's so good, It's so Can we actually do a hashtag Teddy and Jackie on Glow? Yeah, let's do yeah, it. because that's my goal, too. We can do brother and sister yeah. duo. <laughs> that's it. That's our wrestling duo. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Son. We are filming the audition. Let's write we a are, spec. Let's yeah. just write it and send it. That's what we need. Oh, my God. The Mars. <laughs> Because that's that's how you make it happen. Yeah, no. You make it happen by doing it. The, I'll so choreograph just, our fight. Do it. Please, you're going to need to. We'll bring steps. It'll be a Done. step aerobics step duo aerobics that wrestles. Done. We're doing it. We're Guys, writing it. you heard it here first. I love it. Oh, my God. I love it so much. We're doing it. Um, so were you in New York first or were you? Yeah. Okay. Well, I was in New York via Philly. Because it was just so close. Same. So, I mean, right. so my I could agent was in Philly, there. but yeah. And then the... Um, I got an apartment in Chelsea. Ugh, love it. And never moved in. Oh my god! Because um, you saw beaches. Well, my fa- what? Because you saw beaches. Because I saw beaches. <laughs> my father um, moved. My father had a restaurant mm-hmm. and retired from it because he was tired mm-hmm. and realized he should have just taken a vacation. So he was bored. So he opened up a pizza shop. Because he thought, eh, because the, the restaurant he had was ginormous. What was it called? It was called the Gingham House. 
Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, like a kind of like a Jerry's famous deli type place. Love it. Um, and it was a huge Jewish clientele. Mm-hmm. And he retired from it. Thank God he had it because we all had jobs. All had our colleges paid for. We all got cars at 16. I never wanted for anything. Thank God. That's amazing. Um, but then he retired. Two years into his retirement, he was like, oh, I can't stand it. He opened up a little pizza shop, mm-hmm. which became more work and busier than the original restaurant. Oh, my gosh. Well, we, we're food people. So, like, he had cheesesteaks and, and hoagies. You know, Philly, they call it hoagies, I'm not so subs. I'm so hungry right now. He had meatball sandwiches. I mean, my mom was making the meatballs. Like, so it was like, so it became really popular and he needed help. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I just, can you just come on the weekends and just help for the weekends? So mm-hmm. I said, well, I don't want, I'm not going to just come for the weekends. I'll just help you for the summer mm-hmm. and then I'll move in September. Mm-hmm. So I had the apartment, never once moved in because the restaurant got so busy. He needed me more and more and more and more and more. And then I was like, dad, I, I need to like live my life. <laughs> like, like I have to, like, like this isn't my right. pizzeria. <laughs> like, so I would drive to New York, go on an audition or do whatever, and then do the pizza shop. And the pizza shop was up until like 2 a.m. So <sighs> he was like, if you need to go do the comedy, do the comedy, come back. Okay. It's great. Which is like John Stamos tells that story. Do you ever hear that story, John Stamos? No. John Stamos is Uncle Jesse yeah. on Full House. Yeah. Beautiful Greek man. Um, I just started following him on Instagram. Oh, have you not seen his nude photos in front of the window? No. How old is he? 50-something? The most gorgeous ass. Thank you very much. Oh. Jesse was a star on Full House mm-hmm. and still working weekends at his dad, dad's restaurant. I didn't know that. Yeah, because his dad was like, well, you, you finished with the acting thing? Were you coming? You have to, you have to do the, cash, you do the cashier today. Oh, it's so So Greek. that's so Greek. Like, oh, God. Because no. we had anything that we wanted, but we always had to work for it. I love that. Like though. my dad, I wanted, I remember this vividly. I just told this story the other day. I wanted navy blue patent leather roller skates with yellow glitter wheels. Oh my God. And they were something like 105 bucks, which back then was like... It's like Louboutin. (laughs) Yeah, they had red bottoms. (laughs) My father said, you can have them, I'll buy them for you, but you're going to have to work this summer as a busboy. And so it was like, okay, deal. And it also makes you realize, do I really want this? I, but he would get them first. Oh. So we had to work. You had to do it. But then my dad is brilliant. My dad would then say, okay, uh, this is how much you made this summer. Mm. We're putting it in the bank for college. Oh, that's so smart. So like my dad gave us all, all there's three of us, a, a huge work ethic. Uh. Like, oh, okay, if we want this, this is what we have to do to get it. And that's translated in your acting Hello, career. yeah. You wouldn't have, like, you don't survive here if you don't have that, mm-hmm. or if you're not, like, a famous person's child. Right. Like, it's, like, one or the other. Right. <laughs> yeah. Work, hustle, 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 hustle. So you saw Beaches, you moved to, moved LA. to L.A. I moved to L.A., and I moved to L.A. to... Uh, be serious like I was a serious actor like I said I didn't I wouldn't I didn't want a commercial agent I thought that was like beneath me or whatever and nothing was happening of course yeah I was auditioning but I never really took it seriously because I really got all into I'm in LA and there was parties and for the first five years I was here all I cared about was Brody Jenner bottle service and nightclubs um, stupid I was obsessed with Madonna's backup dancers <laughs> Which ones? Um, Talking to a dancer. (laughs) Well, I'm so I was so attracted to Slam, Mm -hmm. but um, he, uh, I think it's Oliver. Okay. 
he was in probably before you look like yeah, Madonna. Um, but I was driving on Sunset Strip, and he jumped in my car. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he's like, drive, 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 drive. I'm like, but you're Ollie. <laughs> You're all. Can you vote for me? Um, <laughs> it's like the universe and, just dropping yeah. him down just for you. So that that was like a vibe, a shiny penny in front of my face forever. So I never really took it serious, serious. Okay. I kept thinking, acting so hard. Like <laughs> I never really pushed forward. Mm-hmm. And everyone said to me, "Do comedy," and I was afraid. Mm-hmm. And then I moved back to Philly. Oh, so you took a break? So I gave it up <gasps> and got a job as a travel agent. How, what, whatever. That is so random. My friend had a travel agency and he was like, uh, I need help organizing the brochures. So I was a brochure organizer. And then the phones would ring. I'd answer the phones. And then next thing you know, I'm taking a class and I'm a travel agent now. Like I, it's, and I was like, what happened? And here's, here's, it changed. I answered the phone. A woman said, I need to speak to a travel agent. And I said verbally out loud, I'm a travel agent. And I heard that. And I was like, I gave my two weeks notice that day. Oh, my God. And then two weeks later, moved back. How did you do that? Because that's something like I always struggle with moving back to the East Coast and staying here. Like, A, how did you make the decision to go back and just be like, I'm done? And how did you even get back? It's a balance. It's a balance. You have, I struggle, I struggle, what, my memories of the East Coast are mainly family. Me too. That's it. If my family were here, there would be no struggle. Mm-hmm. So, you just have to go back and see them often. Yeah. What that means is, you don't get a vacation. No, all my vacations are Me seeing too. family on the East Coast. That's my vacation. It's all my vacation. Like, my friends are like, we're going to Bali this year, do you want to come? Like, mm, I can't. I have to go to South Philly. Going to Jersey. <laughs> going to Jersey. England? No. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm going to yeah. go to the shore. Yeah, Cape May. Yeah. We're doing Cape May this year. It's so, Wait, I where's feel... The Cape, where is that, in Africa? No, that's <laughs> Cape Town. Cape May is a little city outside. The, the we might go like... to Rehoboth. I don't know. But yeah, so I don't get, that's the sacrifice, but to me it's worth the sacrifice. I just got into a fight with my parents because they told me, they were like, oh yeah, we're we're taking a vacation to Palm Beach next week. And I was like, you're not coming to see me? (laughs) Yeah. What? They're they're like, well, you know, you're busy. And I was like, what? That's it. That's, that's, that's it. That's what I realized I needed because I would go go home home. Mainly when I first moved out here just for Christmas. Just for Christmas. I spent one Christmas out here by myself. Never again. Me neither. Ever again. Guys, ever. ever. You just can't. It was fun because there was no traffic. There's no one here. And you could go to Trader Joe's and park and not ding another car. <laughs> great. It was great. They did not run out of shakshuka. <laughs> it was there you available. You yourself to sleep while eating That's it. That's it. Fine. But no, I will never do that again either. Oh my gosh. I stay for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there was a time where it would either I would go home for either Thanksgiving or for, and now I said I'm going to go home four times a year. Yeah, and that's the balance. Mm-hmm. That's how it works for me, and I don't feel like I'm missing out. Mm-hmm. And I'm home just long enough to be like I need to get out of here. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm here long enough to be like I miss my mom. Yeah, so oh, that, that's it. So how did you start finding success? Because you all of a sudden started doing comedy. You were opening for... Jo- how did that, that flip? You moved it, back to L.A. and then just hit the ground running? When I moved back to L.A., I said to myself, I'm going 
but I'm not going to do the whole traditional actor thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get backstage west and send out headshots every day. I'm going to send out 10 headshots and I'm a yeah. I didn't do any of that. Mm-hmm. I said I'm going to work on an act. I'm going to I'm going to present myself and if they want me, they'll come to me. Oh, I love that. Mm, I don't know. That happened because they came out here at first and this was like I'm tired of you spend so much money. I spend so much money on headshots, and then there was stamps. Now you don't even need that. You know, now I still walk into auditions with a headshot in hand, and people are like, "What's that?" Yeah, and it's black and white. No, <laughs> I finally got color. Um, I I just said I'm going to produce my own stuff. I'm going to put up shows. I've written everything that I've done, other than like hairspray and all that stuff. I've written myself. Mm-hmm. And put it up like you did with what you were doing. That's how you do it. And you put it up at the three of clubs. Yeah. And you do it. that and you get into the fringe and you make one man shows and you videotape things. And now, like, I wish YouTube was out 100 years ago. Oh God, could you imagine? Yeah, because I was doing that forever. Mm-hmm. I was I was choreographing shows in my grandmother's backyard as a kid. I was making my friends pay me to, do, <laughs> to me be too. in my show. I was uh, making costumes yeah. and like, you're going to be the devil and you're going to be the angel. Totally. You're going to need to be in a G-string. You're going to... And they're like, wait, what? Hello? What? Excuse me? What? I'm, I'm familiar. Uh, if, you're, if you're not... Uh, you, you don't want to... Then, then you're not in it. Sorry. I love the story about um, the brat stalls for your niece and Barbie dolls and your mom and Farah and how come she obsessed. looks all of that. Obsessed. Can you tell the meatballs a little bit about that? Obsessed with... Well, I am obsessed with beauty, makeup. I got... I was in makeup forever. I didn't know When that. I first moved out here, that was my first job. I would job. love for you to do my makeup. I was a global makeup artist. <laughs> You've had like nine Yeah, I've had, Yeah, I'm like, you would think I was like... I've had a million careers. Um, I love makeup. Mm-hmm. Obsessed with it. All day. Could watch a million makeup tutorials. Uh, me too. I'm obsessed it. with it. I had, and so I fudged my way into a counter at the Beverly Center in Bloom, at Bloomingdale's and just got good at it. Oh my God. Got really good at it. What counter? Lancome. Ooh. And fancy. this was before Mac came in. Okay. And. Uh, if I couldn't do something, I would like figure out like I, the thing I could not and still cannot do. I cannot line the inside of your you eye. You were gonna say that I, I can't do it. it. Yeah, are you staring? I have lashes still on no, from last night, and I'm it's literally at the, waving like, at Teddy. They're wonky. <laughs> it's um, real bad. I can't do that. So what do I do? I sharpen the pencil. I hand it to the client. And I'm like, I'm not gonna be doing this in your bathroom, honey. You gotta do it. Uh, Take it. Line it. And so I never had to line an eye. I never had to do it. But um, I did that first. And then when the bug would hit, like, okay, I'm going to write a a piece about makeup. And just just went to, it was called Luna Park. Oh, yeah. I remember Luna Park. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that was on La Brea? No, that was before that one. Oh, okay. It was, you know where the Abbey is? Yeah. On Robertson, which is across the street. Oh, there's that like Argentinian there. restaurant, and it was called Luna Park, and a lot of SNL people got would do things there. What's her face? Beth Lapidus. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, she does Uncab. Yeah, Uncab started there. Shut up. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. So I got into Uncab. Oh, I've been wanting to do that. I they follow it. me and like my pictures, but that's that's the thing. <laughs> I was in Uncab for one season. <laughs> uh, I don't. Here's the thing about me and comedy. 
I feel the goal is to make the person laugh. Mm. That's your goal in comedy. Mm. You have no other goal. Mm. Right? Yeah. I don't think there's a rule to get to that goal. Mm. You know, I've been told in the Groundlings, and I've been told by, uh, you know, higher-ups at the improv, Teddy, uh, no one wants to hear seven minutes about how baked Lay's chips with Olestra gives you leaky anal leakage. I'm like... But they were laughing. Yeah. Mm. Or, ooh, don't talk about AIDS and cancer. No, it's not people funny. need to laugh about that. Let's make it funny. Yeah. So I was never one with it's that structured type of... So I was... If I had to do it all over again, mm-hmm. I would have forced myself to stay in the classes. Okay. Because I can put it on my resume because I took the classes, uh-huh. but... I didn't really go through the whole thing. The whole program. And I wish, I kind of wish I did, I did, had stuck it through. Really? I, I feel, I just feel, I, I don't, you didn't know everything, Daddy. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe the end goal is to make them laugh, but there is a structure and there is a way to do it. Yeah. Now, when you are writing, there's a way to do that. Mm-hmm. I had to find it out the hard way. Okay. You know, so... It's tough, and everyone has their own proceed. Like everyone has their own way of doing it, but it, you do find like it's funny when you start doing comedy, you're getting all the laughs. You're like, I'm killing it, and then you kind of like two or three years in, like you get humbled, right? And you're like, back to the drawing board, right? And or you watch like when I watched my first performance, I literally my jaws dropped, and I thought I killed. Yeah, no, no, I know. I thought I killed, and you get yeah, it's so funny, and it's so it is so funny, and I, I remember early on, I used to say, I can't. My favorite part of doing a set mm. was being finished. <laughs> That was my favorite part because everyone was like, oh, my God, you're damn funny. Like, shut up. Can I buy you a drink? Yeah. Yes. Um, but now I, I literally get nervous. Like, oh, I, I, I'm not even paying attention to the light. Mm. Like, I, now you got to, like, drag me off that stage. That's amazing. So true. I love that. But makeup. <laughs> the brat style. That's stuff. how brat yes, style. that's how that My niece out. wanted a brat style. And um, I was, I will buy anything I've. For a, a child, mm. a kid, I'm obsessed. Like I'm, I'm the best uncle in the universe. Aww. The best. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. I would be like the most amazing father if I wasn't so selfish. Um, <laughs> my niece, whatever she wanted. No, you're naming your daughter Locatelli. You're going to be a father. <laughs> Duh. Um, my niece is the only girl in the family. So she's special. Oh yeah, and spoiled. <laughs> so and I am all for it. You're you're here for it. And she wanted those little plastic high heels. Mm-hmm. You know the ones that have that elastic strap. Mm-hmm. And wore them for a total of three minutes and gave up and said, "I can't wear these." And I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> you will learn to wear them. <laughs> now put them back on your feet." And walk. And she's like, but they hurt. You have to build the muscle so that you can walk in heels when you're older. Oh, my God. Now get on them heels. <laughs> she hated them. So we didn't use them. Okay. Turns out my nephew ended up wearing them. <laughs> true. That's a true story. We hear clack, 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 clack. And I'm like, oh, she's getting it. Let's go look. My sister and I, we sneak in. It's my nephew. Literally. They don't hurt me. I'm like, go, girl. Go. I love it. So she wanted a brat style. And I went to get her a brat style. And I was like, 
oh my god, these are so hypersexualized. Mm-hmm. They are. I think they're stunning and gorgeous. Trust me, they're prettier than Barbie to me. So pretty. I love the bigger heads. I love the frail bodies. I love the giant they're shoes. Like lollipops. I love the lollipops. <laughs> I love the lips, the uh, enormous eyes, the eyeliner alone. <laughs> the, how much money do they pay for black paint at that <laughs> factory? Anyhow, um, I couldn't get them for her. And I didn't. I didn't get them for her. Mm-mm. You know what? Did you know my hobby? No. Repainting. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. You have to come to my house. I have a um, collection of Bratz styles that I get on eBay, uh-huh. and I take off the makeup okay. with nail polish remover. It comes completely off, and then put it back on the way I want the it. The way you want it. But I turn the guys into drag queens. Oh, my gosh. I have to see this. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. Wait. So... Ugh. God, I love it so much. There's so much I want to talk to you about. I've, I've had you here for way too long. Um, I want to get in really quickly to RuPaul's Drag Race. Do you, do you still have the podcast or are you guys taking time off? Well, it's not on now, but it's when it's on. on, we do it. Okay. It's called Teddy and the Empress Cooking the Queens. We do an after RuPaul's Drag Race podcast, mm-hmm. which was just me wanting to do a podcast and kicking with a good friend of mine. That's amazing. And that's fun. We, I also do Schooling the Children podcast. Yes. That's with Johnny McGovern, who is the creator and host of Hey Queen, uh, on Netflix now. That's so cool. Um, and we are, you know, talking about things that kids nowadays aren't, don't know or don't realize or, you know, they watch Pose and don't realize that it came from Paris is Burning, which was 100 years ago, and that came from the ball scene, which was 100 years before that. So learn it, honey. You need to know your history. I love so that. So that's what this is about. And it's all done fun. You know, like how I mean, you're fun and hilarious. How could it not be done fun? True, but I yeah. want to see you do like some major dramatic acting. That's what I go out for. Yeah. I mean, your lethal weapon scene with the fork. Yeah. in the, the That's the third Tony I played that year. <laughs> I'm not shocked. If the breakdown says mafia named Tony, they're like, mm, don't even audition them. Let him give it to him straight to yeah. Immediately, this is the third Tony I played that year. That's so funny. Which I don't have a problem with it. Trust me, I love, I love, I love playing them. Ah, that's but so I've cool. always wanted because you know they're bringing the Sopranos back, the actual series. But it's going to be prequel. Wait, that's the movie. No, they're going to be a series. Shut up. Yeah. Now I know I need to move back to New York. I, I, they I, were my acting teachers. Did you know that? No. Who? Oh, my God. Yeah. So if you listen to this podcast, you've heard the story a million times. But uh, Michael Imperioli had a theater in Chelsea. Oh, my God. Yeah. I and it was him. called Studio Dante. I love and him. right when I was getting my headshots done, because you interviewed headshot photographers when we first started. Yes. My dad was driving me around and it was like the heyday of the Sopranos and Vince Curatola who played Johnny Sachs was standing outside the theater smoking a cigar and my dad was waiting for me and he was like you need to look that up. Like what is that? And I looked it up. They had auditions. I auditioned and Michael was my teacher. Vince and Sharon Angela who played Jackie Aprile's mom. Like I, they were all my teachers. Um, Michael is super talented. He's amazing. Amazing. He's I've loved him forever. He's like, from when he, From when he first started because I would see him in New York mm-hmm. and be in awe of what he does. Spider. <laughs> so good and adorable. Oh, that's awesome. What, um, that's what do my you have, type. 
That's your type. Me too. But <laughs> You've you never met my boyfriend. You would, no, I don't think I've ever met him. him. Does he live here? He does. Yeah, he's out of town right now. Oh but my God. yeah, we I we need to like cook. We need to hang. We need to do all the we're things. Do, we're doing it all. We're doing all the things. Meatballs. Um, can you tell the meatballs where to find you and like how to look out for you and all I'm that stuff? At Teddy Margus, T E D D Y M A R G A S everywhere. Everyone. My Instagram is at Teddy Marcus, where I post throwback Teddy pics on Thursday and of fabulous. me like in the 80s in some ridiculous outfit, but I always put a little funny commentary on it. Uh, I am on Twitter out. at Teddy Marcus. I'm on Facebook at Teddy Marcus. Listen to the podcast if you like my voice. Mm-hmm. Teddy and the Empress, Cooking the Queens on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Same thing with Schooling the Children. If you want to learn about gay history, watch Hey Queen coming up soon. It's Comedy Queen which we just filmed this week which I play I wrote when you write these things you can write yourself in them uh, yes. where I play the bartender a la watch what happens live um, that's funny um, there's a lot a lot happening I'm a lot so going on what do you want like in five years when I like picture future Teddy I want to retire in Malibu Really? Yeah, Farrah Fawcett and Ryan O'Neill's house. That's the one I want. Oh, my gosh. On the surf. And then I want to sp- I want to do a residency in Vegas the beginning of the summer and maybe for eight weeks and then visit my family in Florida and then I'm in Malibu the rest of the year. Oh, my gosh. Son. You, you're so specific with it that it will happen. Now, I want, I want, I want, I want to be on TV. I want to be a series regular on mm-hmm. TV. That's Same. what I want. That's so. well from your mouth to God's ears. Making it happen, Marfuge. Right. Um, well, before you leave, yes, so yeah. Lady Gaga retweeted a parody Gabby and I did a while ago. Oh. And so she's like Goal's guest, and we love her. So we do like lyrics and song readings and stuff. Okay, I love it. Um, I picked a song for you. It's actually not Lady Gaga. It's it? um, actually our queen, Britney Spears. Okay, she's our queen. I she's can our give queen. You that. Um, because it reminded me of your hustle. And oh, I would I like it. you to do an interpretive read in your most South Philly voice you could possibly <laughs> do. <laughs> and while you're looking, I'll give you a minute to look All over right. it. I'm going to. You don't have to because I know it. You know <laughs> You know it. Um, guys, I picked work bitch for Teddy. Oh, because- my God. It's like this. It, to me, I haven't worked out in forever because I have absolutely. Oh, my God. WH Printing. That's my printer. Oh, they're amazing. Isn't he amazing? Oh, they, I love him. Me. They just do it. You just send it to him. Just and then he's it. like, pick up 5 p.m. Oh, yeah. thank oh, you. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. All right. You wanna? You wanna? You wanna hot body? You wanna Bugatti? You wanna Maserati? You better work, bitch. You wanna Lamborghini? Sipping martinis? Looking hot in a bikini? You better work, bitch. You wanna live fancy? Live in a big mansion? Party in France? You better work, bitch. You better work, bitch. You better work, bitch. You better work, bitch. Now get to work, bitch. Now get to work, bitch. (laughs) That was fabulous. This song makes me want to work out. I know, right? Did you ever see the guy who did the, um, put the little rectangle of him over her? No. I don't know how he did it, but I wish I knew, because if he did it, I would have done the same exact thing. Oh, my God. What is it? It's him doing the exact same video, all her moves, uh-huh. but it's so obviously 
put on top. Like it's not. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, I have to find it. find it. Can I YouTube it? I think it was on YouTube. I, maybe he put it up on his Instagram. But oh I God, saw it once and was like, oh, what should I thought of this? If you find it again, you have to send. We're gonna look for it right now. We're when gonna we're look for it. when exactly. we hang up. Yes, yeah, so when we hang up. Uh, <laughs> meatballs. I hope you enjoyed this podcast even half as much as I have. I, you're like my absolute favorite person. I to love have you, on. darling. You can come whenever you want. I love you. Finally, though. Yes, finally. This has been like two years in the making. Um, also, meatballs. Please, please, please write to your congressman about Locatelli and imported cheese. We don't want these tariffs. We don't want all our imported goods from Europe to increase a hundred percent. In price. So do it, do it, do it. And buy Locatelli at your local uh, supermarket while you still can. Um, <laughs> don't forget, hashtag Teddy on Glow. <laughs> hashtag Teddy and Jackie on Glow. Hashtag Teddy and Jackie on Glow. Oh, gosh. Uh, meatballs, thank you so much for listening and supporting the podcast. I love hearing from you. What's your jersey podcast at gmail.com. And please share with your friends because that's the best way to find out about podcasts, I think from people who like it, right? Um, Thank you, thank you, thank you again, Teddy. I love you. I love you. Thank you, everybody. Um, And I love you, Meatballs, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Just put your paws up. Because you were born this way, baby. My mama told me when I was young We're all on superstars.